Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. So, what is the secret to a healthy brain? Now, this is part two. If you have not yet listened to part one, I highly recommend you do so. It features my good friend, Dr. Daniel Amen. Now, if you are not familiar with his work, he's written 10 New York Times bestselling books, including the acclaimed Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. He's done over 100,000 brain scans in the United States, more than anyone else in the country. And he's a real expert at optimizing your brain health. So in this episode, we're doing something very special. I'm taking you behind closed doors. We're gonna continue the conversation about how to optimize your brain health. What is the secret for having focus, mental energy, clearing brain fog, and so much more? Here's Dr. Daniel Amen. You have to know about the health of your brain. Most people never look, so they don't know, and they're blissfully going, on in denial. Well, let me introduce you to Andy. So Andy McGill, he is actually chapter three in the new book. I centered the new book around 10 really cool stories. And Jim is actually chapter five, because I love Jim and I love his mission. It's about lifelong learning. Well, Andy's about brain envy. Andy is a professor of business at the University of Michigan, and I lectured there in Ann Arbor about my work with brain imaging and ADD. And he had a daughter who has ADD, and he's like, well, I'm gonna bring her to the clinic. And what he decided, and a lot of parents do this, so that my child doesn't feel singled out, I'm gonna go get my brain looked at too. So we're gonna do this together. And when Andy came to the clinic, he was 53 years old, and his brain looked like he was 100. And it was actually bad for 100. And I'm like, Andy, what are you doing? He's like, what, Dr. Raymond? I said, what are you doing to hurt your brain? Nothing. Now, I already saw that he was 100 pounds overweight. I'm like, do you drink? He said, not very much. Now, I've been a psychiatrist for 30 years. And what I learned is when you interview people, you always have to ask the follow-up question, which is, what does that mean? He said, well, not very much. He said, you know, I have a drink or two when I get home from work, and I have a drink or two with dinner. I usually have a nightcap, and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, every night. He said, yeah, but it's never a problem. I'm like, dude, it's a real big problem. And he left my office with brain envy. He's like, oh my God, I significantly raised his anxiety. Can you imagine a psychiatrist significantly raising people's anxiety? I've already probably raised yours a little bit. Good, because did you know that the don't worry, be happy people die the earliest from accidents and preventable illnesses? The people who are concerned about their health, they live longer than everybody else. So he got serious, lost 100 pounds. In fact, at 64, so 11 years later, his cardiac fitness level is in the top 1% 
of people 20 years younger than he is. He went to medical school in that 11 years, and he doesn't like hanging out with people in their 60s. He said, they think too slow. <laughs> and so he came back, and he wanted to do another scan. He said, I just want to see. His brain literally aged backwards. So if you have been bad to your brain, there's great hope you can be better. But now is the time to start. If you believe what I said, that Alzheimer's disease actually starts 30 to 50 years before you have any symptoms. So our method for getting people well is actually really clear. At the top, you see it says comprehensive assessment. And you see those little four circles. And the four circles stand for a biopsychosocial spiritual evaluation. I need to know about your biology, which is where the brain scans come in, but I also need to make sure your thyroid's working well and that your diet's good and that you exercise. Psychological is how do you think? You know, what are the significant developmental events in your life and how do you think? So many people who struggle with anxiety and depression are filled with what I call ants automatic negative thoughts, the thoughts that come into their mind automatically and ruin their day. And the social circle is about how are you connected? You know, how's your relationship with your husband, your wife, your children, the people at work, your friends, your church? Because the more connected you are, the healthier you are if you're connected to healthy people. And the spiritual circle is what does your life mean? Why do you care? What's your connection with the past? with the future, with the planet, with God. Because if there's no connection, you're not nearly as healthy as you can be. And then we add imaging, because how the heck would I ever know about your brain unless I actually looked at it? You know, psychiatrists, I'm a double board certified psychiatrist, we are the only medical specialists that never look at the organ we treat. I irritate my colleagues and say, we make diagnoses. In fact, you know, half of you are taking psychiatric meds. They put you on those? exactly like they treated Lincoln for depression in 1840. You talked to the doctor, and he looked at you. Oh, you have these symptoms, take Lexapro. Oh, you're anxious, take Xanax. And that's crazy. Because this is what, 172 years later? No other medical professionals act like we do. Cardiologists look, orthopedic doctors look, your gastroenterologist looks, your endocrinologist looks, your gynecologist look, everybody looks, psychiatrist guess. It's crazy. We have to completely change this because you know our outcome studies, when you actually look at the outcomes in psychiatry, they have not improved in 50 years. It's a disaster. We need to do a better job. And then, of course, you have to add brain-healthy habits because if you're overweight, you're more likely to be depressed. If you're not exercising, you're more likely to get Alzheimer's disease. If you're drinking too much, you're more likely to be depressed and have Alzheimer's disease. So you have to add that piece. But our success rate at the Amen Clinics is two and a half times better than the psychiatric industry in general. We're just getting ready to publish a paper on this. We're very excited because we get to cheat. We add imaging. How do I know unless we look? We have scanned and treated 117 NFL players at the Amen Clinics, including dozens of hockey players and baseball players and soccer players and skiers, snowboarders. Brain injury is not a minor thing. And when we started our study, the NFL was in denial. 
active denial about concussions causing long-term brain damage. And they were left and right denying their players' disability. You know, 20 years later, the players would say, I'm depressed, I just got diagnosed with dementia. Impoverished, I need help. And they just went, it's not our problem, it's your problem, which really sucked. But I got to work with a number of them, and I decided that somebody had to do a large-scale study that people would take seriously. So we did it at the Amen Clinics. This is the largest study ever on professional athletes and concussions. And the results were terrifying. If you look at the blue on those brains, those are all the areas of highly significantly decreased activity, which basically meant their whole brain was low in function compared to a healthy group. Now, my problem is, because I funded this study, I didn't think through it, because as soon as our first five players came through the office, we're not like typical researchers, we're clinical people. We like get our excitement from making people better. So when we saw it, we couldn't say, oh, bad for you. So then we added a second arm to the study. So we went, well, can you take someone who has had up to 20 or 30,000 hits to the head, who is cognitively impaired and depressed, and can you make them better? And since I was paying for the study, I did it in the cheapest way I could. We taught them to avoid bad things and do good things. We put them on a multiple vitamin that I designed, high-dose fish oil, and a supplement called Brain and Memory Power Boost, those three things, along with avoid bad, do good. That was it. 80% of our players showed dramatic improvement on our program. 69% their memories got better, 53% their attention, 40% their mood and motivation, and 25% even reported their sleep was better. We published this last year. We're so excited because it's not just about football players, it's about the 300,000 soldiers coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan who come back with brain injuries that you can have a positive impact when you educate them about brain health and put them on some simple supplements. And if it's not good enough, of course you can use hyperbaric oxygen treatment, you can use medication, you can use anything you can think of, but if you never look, you never know, and then it's easy to call them bad people. Oh, well, you know, he's just not that smart. Or he's got a character problem. Of course he has a character problem. What's the organ of character? It's your brain. So here's nine ways imaging will change everything you do. First thing, you'll get brain envy. So this is my first scan on the left. And when I first saw it, I was 37 years old and I didn't like it very much. So I started changing things in my life. I started eating better and exercise. And 20 years later, my brain looks younger. You'll speak very careful with psychiatric medications. You know, I was taught to use them and I was good at them. But when I started looking at my patients' brains on some of them, like Xanax or Valium or Ativan, I'm like, yuck, it looks like they're alcoholics but they weren't. So when does the brain finish developing? Anybody know? It continues to develop throughout your life, but it gets radical development until about the age of 25 for girls and about 28 for boys. We're always behind. It's just how it is. If your brain isn't finished developing until you're in your mid-20s, why in God's name would you ever let your child hit a soccer ball with their head 
or put their skull inside a helmet and slam it up against other people. It makes no rational sense. Take sleep apnea more seriously. You know sleep apnea, that's where people snore loudly, stop breathing at night, tired during the day, doubles their risk for Alzheimer's disease. You'll take your weight more seriously. I published my second study on the dinosaur syndrome in the Nature Journal, obesity. We took our normal group, overweight, normal weight. Overweight folks, less activity in the prefrontal cortex. Now you could go. So what caused you know, was having low prefrontal cortex activity the cause of obesity, or did obesity actually cause it? And I think it probably goes both ways. Whatever it is, I'm not going to be obese if I can help it. You'll stop thinking of depression as one thing. I was in a debate recently at the American Psychiatric Association, because what I do is considered controversial by some of my, um, what's the right term? Not quite forward-thinking colleagues. I think I call them the Flat Earth Club. Because if you just look at the statistics, large-scale study sponsored by the National Institute of Mental Health on 4,000 people who have major depression. Given an SSRI, classic standard antidepressant Celexa, 31% of them got better after 14 weeks. So what's the standard placebo response? It's 30%. Are you really going to take a medicine for a 1% chance of improvement? Now, I wouldn't recommend sugar pills because sugar is bad for you. But, you know, you could have kale pills or something, and that would probably do better. I call it psychiatry's dirty little secret, except now 60 Minutes is reported, so now it's our dirty laundry that's airing. And the reason that antidepressants don't work is because we think of depression as a single illness, which it's not. Depression is a symptom. It's like chest pain. And how many causes of chest pain are there? Like there's 150 different causes of chest pain. I just saw a woman recently in our Washington, D.C. clinic, and she came because she had memory problems and she was depressed. But when I checked her thyroid, it was completely low. So if I would have just started her on Prozac, I would not do her any good at all. I would, in fact, have made her worse. So you have to know your type. And in my books, I've talked about seven different types of anxiety and depression, six types of ADD, five types of obesity, and six types of addicts. You have to know your brain type. You'll think about the early detection and prevention of Alzheimer's disease scans to scare the socks off you. This person is 64. His mother died of Alzheimer's disease. And he said, well, you know, I'm here to be evaluated because of my mom but I think I'm just normal. He said, I really don't remember things very well, but I'm 64, that's normal. No, that's a sign of trouble. If you're having memory problems in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, that's not normal. That's the sign your brain is suffering. And we've even seen our 90-year-old football players show significant cognitive improvement, and their injuries happened seven decades before we saw them. So you can even reverse it later in life. You'll be more cautious in handing out personality disorder diagnoses. So if somebody calls you borderline, first thing you should do is go get a brain scan and figure out why your behavior is so bad. And you'll think about the brain when seeing difficult couples. This is a couple we saw recently. He was missing the left front side of his brain. You know, and I don't know, how many of you are married? Being married's hard enough. <laughs> With a good brain. 
But if you're missing part of your frontal lobe, you're going to find it a real challenge. Or at least your wife will be finding it a real challenge. All right, so I think it is just critical to know about the health of your brain. And by 2020, I think brain scans will become like colonoscopies. You know, when I turned 50, my doctor wanted me to have a colonoscopy. I asked him why he didn't want to look at my brain. Isn't the other end of my body just as important, I said. <laughs> so now I realize not everybody can get scans. So we actually, on our website, amonsolution.com, it's our community site, we developed some very cool, sophisticated neuropsychological assessments to test the health of your brain. We'll test your type along with attention, reasoning, memory, reaction time, and so on. And then based on how you score, we'll give you exercises in the form of fun games to strengthen your brain. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour. 
uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.